The Shear is dedicated in loving memory of David Wicks, Zichrano Livracha, by his family on his sixth Yurtzeit, the 26th of Shvat. And uh, David, I'm sure, would be interested to know that unfortunately his very, very good friend, Ophir Agassi, was had a levaya and was buried today. This was a wondrous friendship. Something very special, which went on for years and years. We don't always understand what is going on exactly, but we do understand the legacy of friendship. We understand that we would all like to be participants. What I'd like to talk about tonight is the idea of a malach. The malachim, angels, they appear from time to time in the Torah. You remember the angels came to visit uh, Avram Avinu. You remember that Yaakov talks about angels that protected him. They were the angels who went up the ladder and down the ladder. They're angels, uh, like in the in the Torah. But we also know that the word angel doesn't always mean a malach upside. That the word malach doesn't always mean an angel, but the word malach can mean shaliach, an emissary. And so Yaakov could send malachim to greet Esav. And we would usually translate that as being emissaries, not angels, but people who work for Yaakov and trying to make uh, some sort of connection to make a connection to Asa. So here in Perak of Gimel, I have to remember where, where we are in, in Jewish history. You know that Moshe Rabbeinu and the parish of Yitro went up on the mountain as instructed by a Kodesh Baruch And all of Am Yisrael was, was there with him in some manner or other. And Am Yisrael, Am Yisrael with Moshe Rabbeinu heard the God speaking, and God spoke the words of the Aserita Debrot of the Ten Commandments. I don't know exactly how many commandments. Chazal have their different opinions, but they were impressed by the notion that it couldn't have been a lot. I mean, Bnei Yisrael didn't have the emotional strength, the fortitude to be able to stand before God with God talking to them for very long. It had to be brief. And so Chazal say, they heard, maybe they heard two of the Aserita, they brought two of the 10, maybe one of the 10. And the others were taught by them, taught to them by Moshe Rabbeinu when they came down from, when he came down from the mountain. After that, after that story, the the Torah and the parasha of, of Yitro 
הבאת משפטים, produces a fair amount of Torah. I would say even a lot of Torah. And so by teaching B'nai Yisrael this Torah in the beginning of the parasha of Mishpatim, it was the enabler for Am Yisrael to say Naseh Nishma. Naseh Nishma meaning we will do what we know that we have to do. And we will do what we haven't heard yet, which we are going to hear. We know that, that, that we've only received part of the Torah. And so until the end of Perikah Bet, there's a list of mitzvot, chukim, that B'nai Israel are going to be accepting the Torah, accepting these obligations. And they also know that there are other obligations that they'll have to accept, which are not part of what's written uh, in the Torah. After that, after that, and 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 you know, the next thing that's going to happen, a next thing that's going to happen at the end of the parish of Mishpatim, God is going to say to Moshe Rabbeinu, "Okay, now go up on the mountain, and you're going to get the Torah." The version in the book of Dvarim is a little bit different, but I'm not doing that problem right now. Just saying that, that between the, the mitzvot in the parasha of Mishpatim and Moshe Rabbeinu going up, getting invited by Akkadosh Baruch to go up to the mountain and get the rest of the Torah, to get the Aseret that they wrote, etched in stone and whatever else Moshe Rabbeinu learned during the 40 days and 40 nights. There is this parasha that we are looking at in Perik of And this parasha talks about a different topic or not unrelated, but sort of uh, out of order. Something I didn't want to talk about. I didn't want to talk about it. So it says the pasuk parakam gimel pasuk kav inei anochi anochi is a kodesh baruch hu sholeach. I'm going to send malach lefanecha malach lefanecha. I'm going to send an angel lefanecha before you lishomricha baderech. This angel is going to take care of you. Will watch over you, I guess. You is Bnei Yisrael. Will have yachel amakom asher hachinoti and to bring you to the place which I have prepared for you. So this is like Hakadosh Baruch Hu saying, "Well, before Moshe Rabbeinu goes up on Har Sinai, let me just tell you a little bit about what's in store for you, you Bnei Yisrael." Rashi makes the most remarkable. Comment, Rashi. Rashi? Kan nitpasru shatidim lachto. Rashi says that these words, hidei anochi sholech malach, represent the punishment. Right? Shatidim lachto. They're going to sin. Ushchina omeret lahem, 
And because of that, the Shechina is going to say, that somehow, somehow, God taking them by the hand, but God taking them by the hand and leading them into the uh, the land of Canaan, well, that's not going to be because of some transgression, which is not mentioned here, but we know what it is. We know that the transgression, they're going to sin in the future. We know what that sin is. That sin is building the golden calf. They're building the golden calf, so there's going to be a punishment. I mean, it's true that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to get them out of the ultimate punishment into a kind of uh, secondary kind of punishment, but there's going to be a punishment. And that punishment, first and forward, foremost, is the, the, the disconnecting of Am Yisrael to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the manner that they had and the kind of connection that they had until that time. And so the words in the Pasuk, in the future, according to Rashi. You know, Rashi doesn't mind things being out of order, non-chronological. Rashi says, there's no necessary adherence to chronological order. Rashi doesn't even have to explain it. But we might find it a little bit annoying. According to Rashi, the Pesach says, there's going to be a transgression. And because of the transgression, you're going to lose a certain connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And the connection will be redefined as a connection to a Malach. Watch over you. What's Asher HaChinoti? Achinoti, which I prepared, Ashazimanti Latetakam, I prepared it. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. Zepshuto, Rashi says. That's the simple meaning of this Pasuk for Medrasho. Ela Makoba Shachinoti Kvar Mekomi Nikar Kedegdo. The makom of of in heaven is it determines the the makom on earth. So even though there's no Beit Hamikdash as yet, and even though we don't have any place to go to, but that place is already it's already there. And this is one of the psukim she says, which tell us that the Beit HaMikdash in heaven is exactly positioned against where the Beit HaMikdash on earth is supposed to go. So that somehow the, the uh, Beit HaMikdash is not just an achievement, but it's, it's a prophecy that already exists. It already exists. And where did it exist? Where does it exist? Is the Shirat HaYam. Mikdash, Hashem Kodedu Yadecha. That's what it says in Shirat Ayam, right? Bishalach, Perik Tedvav, Shirat Ayam. Mikdash, Hashem Kodedu Yadecha. 
exactly the same. Exactly the same. Let's go on. If you listen to the, if you listen to the angel, and you do what he call Asher Adaber, and you do whatever I tell you to do through the angel, I guess. Your enemies will be my enemies. And I will. Uh, Make it difficult for those who determine that they are you, your enemies, your enemies. Uh, you see, it says, let me look again. This angel, be careful with him. Do not deny his direction. You see this? He's not going to bear your sins, which is another way of saying he's not going to, he's not going to forgive you. He's not going to forgive you. So what happened? What is Zacharish Baruch Hu saying to B'nai Yisrael? I mean, what is this Malach? So you know that Malachim, Malachim, why they may be very capable and can carry out God's directives. Right? They can do that. But, but, but they're also like a little stupid, these Malachim. They're, they're a little bit stupid because they can only do what God wants them to do. They can't, they can't do anything that a Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't want them to do. And so when it comes to justice, to meeting out justice, apparently the Malachim do not have the Midah, the quality, the, 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 the human quality, of mercy. They don't have that. That's exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu asked the Kodesh Baruch Empty If you bear the burden of their sins, I, Moshe Rabbeinu, I'll be happy. But if not, I've got to do something. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu said. Basit Asher Alta Merbo, the Pasuk says, Kilo ye salapishem. A no milumad bikach. Why not? Why is he that the, the, the why won't he bear the burden of your sins? He says, A no milumad bikach. He never went to that course. He didn't take the course of being milumad bikach. Shu min hakat sha'ain chotim. He's from the group that doesn't sin. The old Jew shaliach. Furthermore, he's only a shaliach. He can't make decisions like that on his own. Can't make decisions like that on his own. So, so in advance, 
It's like, okay, we're, we're, let's read like Rashi. In advance of the story of the Cheta Egel, which takes place in next week's, I'm saying Parashat Kitisa. It takes place in Parashat Kitisa. God is explaining to B'nai Yisrael, perhaps in the hope that this would serve them to sway them from doing what they did with the golden calf. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is explaining to B'nai Yisrael, explain to B'nai Yisrael what it means to exchange direct leadership of HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the leadership of the angel. And it's true. It's true that the leadership of the angel is less uh, oppressive. You don't have to deal with the angel all the time. Whatever the angel tells you to do, you should do it, but you don't, there's nothing going on all the time. About the angel, like it's, you could say, lo which means the angel does not have the quality of forgiveness. Forgiveness is something that belongs to God and mercy, mercy, forgiveness, that belongs exclusively to God. And the Chaita Egel, I know we're a little bit early on the Chaita Egel, but it's there in the Rashi. It's right there, the Chaita Egel. The Chaita Egel will, the result will be that you will lose the rachamim of Shabbayim, the mercy of And even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem Hashem ke rachum b'chanun erapayim rab chesed v'emet, and that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to treat the case of Egel HaZahab with mercy and enable Moshe Rabbeinu to be victorious in, the, in this uh, discussion that he has with heaven. Nevertheless, the story is not over. And the relationship between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael will be halted. There'll be something that is no longer part of that, part of that uh, reality. But there'll be an angel. The angel, as you know, doesn't have second thoughts, doesn't have a way of remaking the world that God instructed him to, to deal with. The angel, as I said, the angel is not smart, and the angel doesn't have this mita of Rachel. We have to say that two things happened. And this is a, this is part of Kabbalat Torah. We have to know that we can do this. We can make it. We can make things bad for ourselves. We can make things bad for ourselves. And so, if we go to very glamoured bed. Very glamoured bed is, of course, in Kitisa.
after the Chaita Egel. By Hibi Mokharat, the next day, by Yobam Ashela Am, Atem Chatatem Chata You have sinned a great sin. I guess Moshe Rabbi is trying to say, say to them that mercy is not unlimited. Has this idea about himself. He is the defense attorney. He was appointed by Akharaj Baruch to do this, to defend B'day Yisrael. So while there may be a limit, and maybe B'nai Yisrael have hit that limit, but in general, Moshe Rabbeinu saw himself as the person who could always protect B'nai Yisrael. But that was his job. If you say that Moshe Rabbeinu took them out of Mitzrayim, well, I, maybe he did, but I mean... With God doing all those miracles doesn't seem like such a a great effort on Moshe Rabbeinu's part. If you'll say, if you'll say that Moshe Rabbeinu taught the Torah to the willing students of the Israel, okay, so he taught the Torah. He knew the Torah. That was the miracle. But Rabbi Shabbatim said, el Hashem. I will go to God. I will go up. I'm Moshe Rabbeinu. I can go up to God. There's also something that you have to remember. Maybe I will be able to receive a promise of atonement for what you have done. But Yashav Moshe Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu came back to God by. No, I was sorry. I'm sorry that I uh, lost touch with the shear yesterday, but it was a problem of my internet connection, which is not always connected. So I'd like to add a few points to what we said yesterday, but maybe also to review some of the things that we pointed out. In our parsha. let's stick to these psukim. I'm sending an angel to watch over you on the road and to bring you to the place which I have prepared. Okay, it's hard to understand. It's not clear, perfectly clear what Asher HaKinoti might mean, but certainly it means to Eretz Canaan. <clears throat> God prepared Eretz Canaan to be our to receive us when we come. So Rashi says, This is where Akharish Bohu told them that in the future they will sin. The sin, of course, is that's being referred to is the golden calf. It's not clear why they needed Vance warning at at the outset. Like, okay, what is Rashi trying to impose upon us? I understand Rashi's problem. He he doesn't 
know why we need a malach. And in fact, he does know, because he's learned the parashiyot at the end of Shemot many times. He knows that he knows that the uh, malach is not a positive omen. But malach, in connection to the Egel Azahav, the malach is a lessening of the relationship between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael. If at first God intended to bring B'nai Yisrael, like sort of personally bring them to Eretz Canaan, that's over with. And the best that they're going to get is a malach. And a malach is not as good, but it's not clear. I, I understand the malach is not as good, but it's not clear why the punish, why it's called the punishment. Why why is a malach leading B'nai Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael? Why is it a punishment? <clears throat> the second part of Rashi is Shechina Omeret Lahem, right? HaKadosh Baruch is telling them that God will not go up with us. In other words, we will have direction from heaven, but only in the guise of an angel, only in the guise of the angel. And then the end of the Pasuk says, doesn't understand exactly what the place which I have prepared might be, Rashi says, Asher zimanti lechem. I have designated it. I have indicated that that's the place that I will give you. Zeb Shuto, and it's a reference to Eretz Kenan. But Midrasho, El HaMakom Ashachinoti Kvar, the place which I have already prepared, Mikomi Nikar Kenegdo, my place. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Nikar is known opposite it. This is one of the psukim that says, Shebeit HaMikdash Shel Ma'ala Mechuvan Keneged Beit HaMikdash Shel Ma'ata. So that the words, Asher HaChinoti, in what way are they prepared for B'nai Yisrael? Rashi says the reference arrested to the Beit HaMikdash and the Beit HaMikdash in heaven has already been prepared and and we have to just kind of copy it in the Beit, Amid, Beit HaMikdash on earth and so you're going to get that. El HaMakom Asher HaChinotim. So there's bad and less bad. The bad part is that you're going to be led by an angel. And the good part is that Beit HaMikdash already exists in some kind of theoretical way. And you're just going to connect into that and build the Beit HaMikdash in Yerushalayim. Then the next three psukim Say he shamer mi panav ushma bikolo forgive him and uh, uh, beware of him. Listen to what he says. This malach, 
Atamerbo, do not deny his authority. Kilo Yisalapishechem, you know Yisalapishechem. That sounds like something Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. You, he he's not going to be able to bear Pishechem, the things that you do that are unacceptable. Kishmi Bikirbo, he carries my name, Bikirbo. But if you listen to him, listen carefully, very, verily listen to him, you'll do whatever I say, and you will see that I in heaven will make an enemy of your enemies and I will oppress those who oppress you and if you follow your direction I will protect you and and oppress your So I was, I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, like, what exactly is the punishment? If the angel is, is, is going to protect you and defend you and bring you to Eretz Kena'an, as, as HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised Avram Avinu originally, if all of that is going to happen, in what way? Is Rashi says that Kandit Basrusha Tidin That in the future they will sin. Okay, we know that they will sin in the future. But what's it got to do with the Malach? The Malach seems to be carrying on. So you have to remember the continuation of the story in order to understand what Moshe Rabbeinu is being informed of is <clears throat> a difference as we know being led by a Kurdish Baruchu and being led by the Malach. That being led by a Kurdish Baruchu is what takes place right now. Before the Cheta Egel, they're being led by a Kurdish Baruchu. And when they sin, when they do the, when they build that Cheta Egel, when they build the, the Egel as a hub, when they build the Egel Azal. Moshe Rabbeinu goes through a process of, of, of argumentation and clarification, and he says, I, Moshe Rabbeinu, it's my job. I'm here to defend them. It doesn't matter what they did. I'm going to try to defend them and get them into God's good graces, so to, so to speak. And as a result of Moshe Rabbeinu's efforts, as a result of Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, ability to confront God's decision to destroy Israel and to save them. And how does he to save them? How does how, what's the process of salvation? That even though 
we know that uh, we assume a certain kind of perfection when we talk about God. It's, it's the right way. God's way is the right way. So if God said that he's going to destroy B'nai Yisrael, what was the power that Moshe Rabbeinu had? That Moshe Rabbeinu had? What was the power that enabled him to turn things around? So it's all in the Chumash. It's all in the Chumash that HaKadosh Baruch Hu informed Moshe Rabbeinu of Rachamim of mercy, that God is also, God is perfect, but God represents the meter, the quality, quality of mercy. And in fact, as you know, the Arizal, in a passage in the Eitz Chaim, recorded by Rav Chaim Vital, I suppose, asked that question, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu create the world? Because it would seem that if God did something, it's because the absence of it was somehow problematic. In other words, God created the world because he felt the absence of world. It seems a little kind of strange. I mean, not that we know much about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but the way we reason it out Right, there's kind of like by a, by a, a human kind of attributions. This is if if God is perfect, the God has whatever there possibly could be. Then why would God create the world? And Chaim Vital says God created the world because without the world, He was unable to be merciful, to exert, to exhibit the meter, the quality of mercy, the mercy. And because God wanted to be merciful, he created the world upon which he could be merciful. So that the story that we are told is that Moshe Rabbeinu argued for the salvation of Am Yisrael, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealed to Moshe Rabbeinu that he was Rachum V'chanum. That he was Rachum V'chanum, meaning that God had this quality of mercy which yearned for application. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu was able to, to, to be victorious in this argument. Not because we could say that Moshe Rabbeinu beat the divine argument, but rather because Moshe Rabbeinu could take advantage of the divine mercy. That's God. That's what's something special about God, that God contains, which for us are these kinds of contradictions, but we're very sure about it. God is just, and God contains the, the measure, a measure of mercy. And the measure of mercy means you can do tshuva. You could change. And even though tshuva itself is not perfect as we know, people commit themselves to tshuva, to, to repentance, and then they, they, they falter again. 
It doesn't always work. And yet HaKadosh Baruch is willing and able to accept our tshuva in lieu of other kinds of punishment. But let's think for a minute, minute about the Malach. The Malach is a messenger of God, but the Malach is not God. So when the Malach is told to do something, that's the totality of his understanding of the something that he was told to do. For the Malach, there is no mercy, because mercy means deviating, not accepting the obligation as it was presented by deviating. The Malach doesn't deviate. So what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying to Moshe Rabbeinu is you should know, there won't be another Moshe Rabbeinu. That's what the Bnei Yisrael brought upon themselves. Another Moshe Rabbeinu would be that the leader was able to conjure up divine mercy. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen again. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be merciful at times. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will act in that special way at times. But the rest of the time, there'll be an angel. And the angel, the angel will lead us by the letter of the law. If we don't do the right thing, we will be punished summarily for that. And so you remember This, uh, this again is repeated in Parashat Kitisa. You see Pasuk Aleph, Paraglam and Gimel Pasuk Aleph, Go up from this place. God repeats his promise. The promise made to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Vishalachti Lifanecha Malach. This is the actualization of the promise that was made in Parashat Mishpatim in our parasha. Vishalachti Lifanecha Malach, Vigerashti Ataknani, Ayamori, Achiti, Aprizi, Ayevusi. So that this is all going to actually take place. This is going to take place. 
Okay. So if you ask me, if we, we, we have some kind of a way of looking at it, the difference between God leading us into Eretz Canaan and the angel leading us into Eretz Canaan, the loss of compassion or some compassion, right? Whereas HaKadosh Baruch Hu will deal with us partially in a compassionate way, but on the way to Eretz Canaan, there's just the Malach. Only the Malach says, what is? So the loss of uh, compassion is is itself a a lack of compassion. It does something. So look at this Rashi, this famous Rashi, Perik Lamed Bet, after the after Rav Nachman's brilliant ad analysis of uh, this statement that Moshe Rabbeinu makes about the new situation. You remember, what does mecheni know, what does erase me from this book have to do with uh, with anything? I have to do with anything. So the last pasuk in Perik Lamed Bet, which is the pasuk of Moshe Rabbeinu, which is the Perik of Moshe Rabbeinu's defense Moshe Rabbeinu's defense, he says, he says, My angel will go before you. What does that mean? When I, when I remember, when I remember what happens, Yom Pakdi, Yom Pakti, Pakti means to remember, to to take note of it, take note of that day. Yom Pakti, when I take note of you, the Pasuk says, Yom Pakti, upakadadini alem khatatam. So Rashi says, Rashi says, Yom Pakti, just, Now I listen to you. I'm not going to do away with them. Right? I won't do away with them, even though they deserve it. And I said that that's what the punishment would be. Tamid, 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 tamid. In history. Whenever they will be punished for doing transgressions, other transgressions, not the transgressions of the Chaita Egel of Pakadati Alehemaat Min Ha'avon Hazeh. I will add to the punishment that they deserve. They, after all, they're being led by the angel. And the angel is very, very strict, right? With Tamid, Tamid, Kshev Kod Alehem Avonotehem, when I will. But I will uh, uh, take stock of their transgressions. So for Rashi, it's inconceivable that in an argument between Moshe Rabbeinu and Kaddish Baruch Hu, Kaddish Baruch Hu's 
Kabayocho backs down. So the answer Rashi has is that there was no backing down in heaven. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I listened to you that we would not do away with them. However, whenever they deserve to be punished in history, the golden calf will raise its ugly head and I will punish them a little bit more for the golden calf transgression as well. And I will punish them a little bit for this major transgression that they have. With the other transgressions, the Ain Puranut Baal Israel, Shaybak Satmi Piraon Avon Ha'elam. And no terrible thing will ever happen to B'nai Israel that, that does not include. Good time. Can. Uh, just a second, I have to mute. Can. So that if you ask me, why do I have to know in chapter 23, which the Parsha Bishvatim about the angel that represents a severe punishment and a lack of mercy? Well, maybe it's because when you know something is going to happen, it, it sometimes makes it a little easier. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to tell Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu may have known that Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah to B'nai Yisrael is going to take a bad turn. Moshe Rabbeinu, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu, it will go on, even beyond, even beyond that. We'll just go on. Tov. I hope it gave you a little food for thought on Shabbat. I'm sorry about what happened yesterday, but it was a force majeure. And uh, my understanding of that word is that you couldn't do anything about it. Thank you very much. Have a good Shabbos. Be well.